Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Excuse me. Well, Merry Christmas. We made it, didn't we? (laughs) I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I want to give you another name for Jesus, the Christ. Uh, the Messiah, or Emmanuel, the anointed one, and uh, give you some more information from uh, throughout history, uh, the coming of Jesus Christ, how it was mentioned, and who held the honor to want to bring Christ in in his season, but it wasn't in his timing, but Christ did come, the first advent, and now he's coming back for the second advent. Uh, Church was good today. We had a good time in the services. God brought us in with praise and worship and uh, Christian uh, praise God, were everywhere rejoicing the Lord and thanking God for the Messiah. But uh, Shiloh means the Messiah. And the Bible said that the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the lawgiver from between his until Shiloh comes. Shiloh is Jesus. And so the scepter, you know that little, uh, what you call I'd say rod or uh, uh, whatever, you know, the king of, uh, of glory uh, is going to continuously hold in his hand his, his second advent. That was passed on throughout the generations, and Jesus is going to hold that scepter. And I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. So the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. Shiloh is Jesus. And that scepter was given to. Judah, and Judah felt that, oh, let's just listen to what the, the, the Bible says. The staff was for the genealogy record was kept along with the history, amen, of each tribe, 
uh, and we call it today, we call it a family tree, where it tells all the, shows all the pictures and tells all the stories about our family from generation to generation, far back as we can reach. But as far as we can reach now, amen, it's for the coming of the Messiah, shallow. The rod was uh, Moses' rod that was kept along with Abraham, amen, a staff, amen, and the ark of the covenant of the testimony. God got so much in store for y'all. If you only know from uh, me too, I ain't keeping myself out. If you only know the story behind what happened and what is about to take place. Shadow is the Messiah, the anointed one. Uh, its meaning is shallow, the Messiah, the anointed one, or Christ, the anointed one. Isaiah and Jeremiah in the uh, Old Testament, those major prophets, they spoke about Jesus most often and talked about the Messiah coming in their messages. Oh, Lord. God has revealed the most important events of Christ coming through the prophets that were in the Old Testament. And his name was Shiloh. He foretold of the Messiah who would come and set the captives free. But before he told of the coming of the Messiah, the Christ, God would give the word to Abraham first. Knowing God told him, uh, Abraham, if you come out of that old idolatrous uh, nation and serve him, that um, he'd make him a father of many nations and you wouldn't be able to count the sand of the sea nor the stars in the sky, but they would be increased as a, a, a nation of people that serve God. God also told him to say that he was going to bring in his son. Abraham was going to have a son that would reign and, 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 and rule over the whole world. So Abraham took that in his heart and he would give the information, amen, to Isaac and Isaac would pass it on to Jacob. And uh, then from Jacob, it would go to Judah, which was the lawgiver, which was the one that decided, no, don't kill Joseph. But uh, threw him in the pit, and then when the Ishmaelites came, they took and uh, took him into Egypt and stole him so that the Jewish nation, the Hebrew nation could be saved because uh, the, the Egyptians were going to kill them out through fear and witchcraft and not so much they had a great army but it's a spell that they had placed upon those people and then uh, he sent Moses in 
And God began to work out a strategy. So before he told the coming of the Messiah, the Christ, God would give the word to Abraham, and Abraham passed it on to Isaac, and Isaac gave the word to his son, Jacob, and passed the word on to Judah. And after the death of Judah, it was handed to Jesse, David's father, and Jesse didn't know what to do with it. And uh, because uh, Jesse's son, King David, would tend the sheep, uh, he needed the rod, amen, and the staff to herd them and do, he would take that rod. And if a child, uh, uh, that's like a, a child out of line, um, met one of those the girls in the church today, she was so active. But he would take that rod and pull that, uh, uh, hook that uh, sheep and pull it back in order, or if it had fallen down a crevice or something like that. So the rod was needed uh, when Abraham began to, uh, obey God and his his uh, sheep and cattle. Uh, he was the wealthiest man, and all of that increased. Amen. Because God gave him a solution, and that was the rod. Amen. That was the staff. Amen. And the rod. Amen. Praise God. Was handed down to Moses when. Uh, Moses had to go into uh, Egypt and get the people. Uh, that rod was given to Moses as he put that rod down and it turned into a snake. And Moses snake, a uh, Pharaoh's snake. So uh, God's wasn't, uh, his thoughts wasn't a magic, but his thoughts was a supernatural power that was capable of destroying Pharaoh's rod, witchcraft. So when Moses died, his rod went along with the staff and the Ark of the Covenant. And those reference verses are Isaiah 9, 11, 7, Isaiah 65, 8, and 10, and Jeremiah 7, 11 through 14. And so when God called Abraham forth out of an idolatrous nation, he spoke to him about the coming of his son Jesus, the reason for the season. And uh, this reason why he had to come. Jesus had to come or we would all perish because Satan is a killer. Uh, he yoked you up with death, and he sent all kind of uh, spirits. More than one he'll uh, send to you in order to try to keep you and pull you away from God so he can kill you. He tried to pull me away many times and tried to kill me. Uh, and so uh, if we read Genesis fourteen fifteen, because of the sins of Adam and Eve, God had to bring in a solution 
For many years after the sins of Adam and Eve, Satan would cause men to fall. Because this God that we serve would have to separate a nation, a pure race, because of what Satan had did, God had to separate a nation of people, a pure race of people that would follow him, and that was the Hebrews, the Israelites, the Jewish uh, people that we see today. And once one arrow would have left out, and that generation could complete uh, the will of God, another one would come in, and they would come forth and do the will of God. We are uh, shown by era, E-R-A, and generation. We are not on God uh, as far as a time frame. But the workings of God goes from generation to generation to generation. Jesus had to come in his season, in his generation time, to perform his work. Abraham had to do the same thing. Jacob, amen, praise God. And on and on. And so uh, they had to come and to complete the will of God for the coming of the Messiah. But no one understood the magnitude of Shiloh. Or they read it as a town where uh, Joseph had not Joseph, but uh, Judah had built, and they lived in it, and they worshiped God. After uh, Judah had died, so much sin came in the world, God stopped uh, letting them recognize uh, Shiloh, the city of Shiloh, and it went to Jerusalem, amen, where Jesus will reign for his millennia reign over 3,000, not 3,000, but a thousand years, amen, before he reigns forever, which would be from a thousand all the way up to God knows it won't be no end. So Judah took the rod and the scepter and kept it. Because he thought that he would be able to hand it over to the Messiah. Because Jesus is shallow, but he didn't really see it. And so after the death of Abel, Seth, and uh, uh, when the time they were born, he begat Enoch, Genesis 4.26, and we go through the genealogy of of uh, Noah, and Noah had completed, uh, him and his sons had completed their assignment, and now God will call Abraham forth. Amen. So God had called Abraham forth and would use him and Sarah to birth Isaac, and Isaac and Rebekah were uh, married, amen, and had twins, Jacob and Esau. He said, Jacob, I love, but Esau, amen, he didn't, he didn't care for him. 
because Esau didn't follow the commandments that Moses and all of them, Abraham and all them, not so much as Moses in that season, but just to be in obedience. Esau wasn't obedient. He married the Moabites, and he did what he wanted to do. Then he wanted to kill his brother. And even after uh, Jacob had made a man uh, 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 or reestablished his relationship with Esau throughout the time of Jacob's seed and, and uh, generations that would come, Esau's seed always fought against Jacob. So Jacob was the youngest and would have to, the privilege and honor to complete the will of God concerning what he told Abraham and what he said he would make him a father of many nations. All of this information was kept on Abraham's staff. He wrote it. He wrote about the genealogy of himself, of Isaac, and uh, uh, as far as up to Jacob, because he got a chance to see his grandson. Amen, before he died. And now it was Jacob's time to do the will of God as his father Isaac had did earlier. Pass on important information about God. Uh, even Joshua was told to keep the law and the information in it. and all of that. Uh, concerning God, so it could be passed on, and and even up today, Amen. Although we still need a lot of people saved, the Word of God is still passed on to each generation, uh, because this is the will of God, and His will for their families and becoming uh, Jesus, the Messiah, who is Shiloh. God gave uh, Jacob two wives, and they are made servants so that they could birth the 12 patriarchs, the tribe, the 12 tribes of Israel. And said, but God had also told Abraham that his seeds would go in into captivity for over 400 years, it made it to 430. God still had to move some of the enemy out the way. They would be delivered. It extended 430 years because of the iniquities of the Amorites. It was something that the Amorites had done that God had to totally remove them, get them completely out the way. So when you see your enemy and you don't see them moved, when you think they should move, there's something going on and God is fighting in the spiritual realm to make it right. I just see that for somebody today. God is making it right for you. The enemy has been plaguing you a long time, but God is making it right. And so uh, the Amorites was not yet being fulfilled, So, and that's in... Uh, um, Genesis fifteen thirteen through sixteen. Uh, the key word God told Abraham that his seeds would leave out of captivity 
with great substance before they were born. God had told Abraham they were going to spoil their enemies. We need to spoil our enemies today. It came to pass when Moses delivered them, that's 12, 35, and 36. I'm in Genesis, y'all. Now, if we remember before Moses was chosen to deliver the Israelites out of the Egyptian uh, uh, territory, they were brought, amen, in order to survive the famine. They had gone in there in order to survive the famine. Remember I told you the story about Joseph and how Joseph was sent on assignment and he told his dream, but his brothers didn't know his dream was his destiny in order to fulfill the will of God and be blessed. This uh, was prepared by God when he sent Joseph before them. Amen. They don't know how blessed they are to hate their sister and their brothers like we, uh, our sisters and our brothers hate us, but it was just Joseph's uh, brothers, how blessed they were that God was keeping Joseph alive for his family. Joseph kept on obeying God no matter what happened. He kept on keeping himself right. When Potiphar's wife wanted to have sex with her, uh, him, he let him her know that he wasn't in the flesh and that he was totally proven to be a spirit being. And he went on, and God blessed him. He promoted him right in the midst of his sufferings. He promoted him, and the Egyptians were blessed right along with him. He was the son that was sent by his father Jacob to see what happened in his brothers, a man that was sent to tend the flock. He was the son that had the coat of many colors and the dream, most of all, was the one that judged, uh, amen, praise God, uh, as for as uh, doing what was right. He was the one that Judah protected from being killed by Reuben, Levi, and Simeon. It was those early brothers. It wasn't the, the the brothers that were down the line, but uh, Reuben had thought to not kill him, but Reuben did not do what he's supposed to do in time. So uh, God, a man, allowed Judah uh, to persuade his brothers to spare his life. Uh, Genesis 37, 136, focus on verse 26. Amen. And when famine had come into Egypt and Canaan land and into the Philistines, amen, and these different nations, uh, what they did was come to Egypt in order to survive the famine and to purchase food. This is where God would use Joseph. So Judah spared Joseph's life not knowing that God had a plan for Joseph as well as Judah. God had a plan. You can tell your neighbor, God got a plan for me. And so before the death of Judah, 
said, excuse me, before the death of Jacob, who is Israel, began to speak a word over each son's life. Genesis 49, 11, 10 through 11. And Jacob had given Joseph a plot of land before Joseph went into captivity. Amen. John 4, 3 and 5. So every son was entitled to their inheritance after they left out of the Egypt. There's an entitlement for y'all that's out there listening to this broadcast. God has given you a blessing. Uh, only you have to uh, continue to obey him and do his will. We look now at Joseph in his death and the new Pharaoh. And then this Pharaoh did not know Joseph, nor did he know what God said uh, to Abraham concerning his seeds and how they would go into captivity for over 400 years, and after that uh, they would uh, be led out of captivity with great substance. Nor did he know uh, Jacob and how God had blessed them and how Jacob had prophesied, amen, praise God, over his son, telling them what uh, would befall them. When he seen the growth of the Hebrews, amen, praise God, and that's fair what I'm talking about, became afraid and caused the newborn boys to be killed. Uh, that was in Exodus, and then we see in uh the book of Matthews, where Herod come back around the same uh, dirty attitude that Pharaoh had and killed up the young boys, amen, from two and under. So Exodus 1, uh, 7 to 27, it speaks about, amen, how Pharaoh was afraid to lock the young men to live. This, this not only... Uh, disturbed God, but God come back and and, uh, he let him know, you kill my firstborn, then I'm going to kill yours. And so Pharaoh's son ended up dying right right along with all of that mess that he was doing. Those that had been uh, captive spiritually and forced into slavery through their minds, emotions, and five senses they had to go through this uh, tremendous suffering, but God stepped in and brought in Shiloh after Joseph, amen, praise God, had done his uh, the will of the Father. Then Judah, he stepped up because he obeyed God, and God uh, blesses Judah even to the point that the land blank that he had uh, uh literally gotten from uh, the division through Joshua, uh, it made him, a man have a, a, a spot of land, a little piece of land, and he called that city Shallow. And so of uh, this world, we acquire the attributes of Satan because we were uh, born in sin and and chafing in iniquity, our thought pattern had been changed. So Jesus comes in to deliver us from the bondage of Satan, gives us a new mind, 
a renewed mind and a new attitude. Amen. And he, it don't happen overnight. We go through the process. And the Jews looked for a king that would deliver them from the hardship of the flesh, the outward man suffering, and the suffering that uh, King Herod had placed upon them as well as the kings before him. I'm giving you information out of both old and new. Not realizing that Satan had and and had been a man behind all these evil works uh, of the flesh trying to kill the body, soul, and spirit. They thought it was mankind who was the enemy. What is uh, Satan after? He's after the soul and the spirit. Adam and Eve had lost spiritual connection with God, a man in the Garden of Eden, and uh, the thought a man had been messed up. So God had to come in, amen, and bring in the Savior who is Jesus Christ. Judah kept the prophecy of the Messiah and that he was going to be the one that would set the captives free. He knew that Jesus would do that. That's why we celebrate uh, Christmas. Jesus had to come and then complete his work as an adult. But so, so he grew up. And uh, he experienced life. And uh, he he was touched with our infirmities, what we went through and how people did us. He was despised and rejected. And uh, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. Amen. But Jesus had developed a pattern that if I'm going to win this race, my thoughts, got to be clean. I got to make sure that my thoughts are clean. I can't think negative. I must always think of the positive about it. And so he was coming, the one that would set the captives free. So the staff he kept was in order to pass it to the king, the Messiah, amen, for the believing that the Messiah would come, uh, amen, in his time, in his lifetime. But it didn't happen that way. God had a better plan. Amen. You can tell your neighbor, God got a better plan. The way the Satan thinks he's got to destroy whatever it is pertaining to my life, God turned it around and went in another way. Before Jacob's death, he gave each one a different prophecy. Amen? That's Jacob doing this. And each one lives, amen, praise God. And their lives began to be molded and shaped around the words that Jacob spoke to them. When God speaks uh, a word to you, your life should be shaped and molded around that. Because throughout the years, he'll gear you, uh, show you, guide you to that position. Myers was to be an apostle, an ambassador, a pastor, a teacher, evangelist, or whatever 
else God added on to me. And it has been a fulfilling uh, relationship that I have established with God. And it keeps me alive, keeping the word. Abraham kept the agreement. Joseph, Jacob, amen, all of them kept the agreement. Amen. It wasn't saying that they were all the way good and all the way uh, bad on a bag of chips, but it was that the keeping of the commandments concerning their life, the covenant, the vow was to continue to go on despite of what was going on in their lives. So uh, he told the story of his father Isaac and and Isaac's father Abraham and how this information was written on Abraham's staff. This became a custom <laughs> that had been passed from generation to generation as sat around their campfire. They would listen to the words of God. Today we use the uh, scrapbooks and various other places to keep our photo albums in order to tell of our family history with our, our amen, using a staff, amen, uh, 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 losing the information. So it was kept for us today like that. So to hear what God was saying to everyone must have been an honor and a privilege as they sat around the campfire. The conversation was Abraham, amen, uh, and what he had was uh, the staff, or you can call it the scepter, that he carried with him and uh, had written on it in hieroglyphics, those various pictures and the various information in their own language of writing. They used pictures of animals and the killing and the number of children that was had in that generation and what happened. They kept information on the, the location map. Uh, with trees and birds and marriages and depths of the family and the servants, and then in the depths of, of the servants' family. They travel, and then that information was placed there. They had those roadmaps, the, the GPS, and their findings, and the people were, uh, 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 amen, praise God, given this information, amen, and, uh, they used it, amen, praise God. But the most important event that was uh, documented was God and his talk with them and how they had found Adonai to be faithful. All through that struggling, where Abraham, when he told Abraham, God kept his word. He kept his word through the hardships through the disappointment, through the struggles. And that's what God is doing for us today. He'll keep his word. I don't care how low you get, if you just keep his word. Continue to pass this word on. Jesus is the reason for the season. And he is the one, amen, that's named the Messiah. He's named 
praise God. Uh, hallelujah. Emmanuel, but his greatest name is Shiloh. Amen. I'm, I'm going to put like this one of his greatest names. The story told of how Abraham left his family behind coming to an uh, out of an idolatrous nation and moving forward to serve God. These events were important to hear and remember. That's the word. Before the law was still the oral law, the oral keeping of the word of God, the conversation that God keeps with us. I am that I am. I'm, I'm your Lord. I'm your God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Uh, I'll take care of you. Amen. Praise God. And he keeps it. The communication that was important to know about each tribe from generation to generation and the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Shiloh, which Amen. Judah never got a chance to see, but now he's coming again. I might not get a chance to see him or fight with him at the Battle of Armageddon, but oh, if I could, if I could, I'd kill out some demons. I'll tell them all the time, I'm going to kill more of y'all when I die been in my living because in my death I plan on being told spiritually supernatural field. And so along with his inheritance he would receive uh, the staff and the scepter that Abraham had. Amen. And these items were included with the Ark of the Testimony along with Moses' rod he used in Egypt. God had told Jacob what would befall every son and Judah uh, would become the lawgiver because he kept Joseph from being destroyed. Who are you keeping from being destroyed today? Who are you keeping uh, from allowing the devil to really kill your family out? Because you're constantly feeding that word. You're constantly giving them the word. The word is true. Psalms 19:11 said, My word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. So God told him about the Messiah coming and out of what tribe he would come forth. Out of the tribe of Judah. You remember when Herod, amen, in Jesus' time when he was born, the Bible said that Jeremiah spoke about Rachel crying out for her seed that were not, that should have been still uh, in her day living, but she had died on because she had sinned against God. But then uh, her seed, she cried out for them that was supposed to be living because they was looking for Shiloh. They was looking for uh, the Messiah, Herod was. And Herod had decided he'd kill out all the little baby boys to make sure the king wouldn't come. 
he don't know what mistake he made because the Bible says in the book of Matthew, the generation stopped at Jesus. Went through all the 14 generations, did all the various generations in the era that workers, but the Bible said that Jesus was the last generation, the birthing, amen, of the spirit man, the new generation of people that will serve God in spirit and in truth. Oh, I feel him. I love him. Amen. And I've done all I could do in my service of life. So, amen. Praise God. During Moses' time, the Levitical priesthood was in vast operation for the service and and uh, the operation of God's will. But after Levitical priesthood in it, there wasn't any record of another priesthood coming forth until Jesus came out of the tribe of Judah. Hebrews 7, 12, and 17, in the book of Matthew 1, 1, uh, 2, 3, and 17, focus on verse 2. The book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, uh, amen, and the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brethren, amen. And see how you notice, if I call, as I saw these out, uh, it's talking about Judah and did not include his brother's names. It was Jesus coming out of Judah and not out of uh, Rachel's uh, seed, the Benjamite. Satan was stupid. He killed out the wrong people. But God was wise. He hid Jesus out so that he wouldn't be killed. You you better bless God today. That's why we enjoy Christmas or we should. Because he whose name is Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. The anointed one name is Shiloh. This is why when Jacob spoke over Judah's life, telling him, Amen, praise God, he was the lawgiver and was given the staff of Abraham and the rod of Moses. He in turn built Shiloh and a temple to worship. But he looked for Jesus Christ, the anointed one, to come to shallow and receive the rod and the staff which he had kept from generation to generation. It was his time to keep it. He was the Messiah. He was shallow. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we understand. I'm not going to go through all of it. 
but the lawgiver has to come. And his name is Shallow. And he will receive the golden crown that was given to Nebuchadnezzar, who was the evil king. But God raised him up for his reason. And it will be given to the rightful owner. But in order to do that, God is setting them things in order. Matthew 24 speaks about wars and rumors of wars and all of these things happening. Amen. And the Antichrist, if you want to call him Antichrist, or the terrorist coming up on the scene and how we are to deal with it. But the second advent, Judah, amen, seed, is my name, is Shallow. You have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And when I get a chance, I'm going to complete this complete story because Judah died waiting on him to come. in his season. But after his death, Shiloh no longer was the place of worship. The next place was Jerusalem, the city of light. Have a wonderful Christmas.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.